Welcome to the Divinely Driven Results Show, where you learn and implement real strategies for great success in your business in the Lord's way. My name is Elise Smith, Christian business strategist, and we love to empower Christian women entrepreneurs to really reach those sales goals that God has put on their heart. But I want to ask you guys, do you ever feel overwhelmed with all of the things that are on your plate, all the things that are on your to-do list and everything you need to do for your business? And then you also have your family on top of that. <laughs> That's a lot, right? Well, we also feel discouragement sometimes where, you know, we try our hardest and we don't always make it to where we want to be. And then of course, fear and doubt always step in. And so we want to be able to encourage you guys today to let you know that there is a way that you can see the promises of God in scripture and how you can use those promises to really speak to the lies that keep us bound. And our incredible guest here today is going to go through the five R's to talk to your triggers so that you can find the success that you're looking for. So Angie Bauman is a pastor, Bible teacher, writer, and podcaster, and we are so delighted to have her on the show today. Angie, please tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Elise, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here and to serve your audience. I, um, as you said, I am a pastor, Bible teacher, author, podcaster, and my ministry is called Steady On. The focus of the ministry is really to identify the lies that we're believing, to figure out the places that we're stuck, and to apply biblical application to help us move forward. And so that's kind of that's kind of what we do. I have a trauma and abuse background, and the Lord has brought so much healing and freedom to my life through getting to know him in his word. And he invites me to know who he is and believe in who he is instead of being so like willy nilly and, you know, succumbing, is that the right word to the ways mm -hmm. of the world? And so, um, yeah. And so that's what I just try to encourage other people with is to know those promises and hold tightly to them. Yeah, I love how you say that too, because it is knowing those promises that are in the scriptures and they're not just, you know, willy nilly kind of promises. They're very specific to us. And so I love how you talk about that, especially in your ministry. Um, so of course here at Divinely Driven Results, we always have our guests choose our topic, which I'm super excited about to talk about today because we all have these triggers that we go through. So just curious, Angie, why did you choose this topic today? Well, I, I talk about this quite a bit because it's been something that's been really important in my life. And a, a trigger is really a small thing that's kind of benign unless it's pulled, or in our case, sometimes unless it's pushed on, right? There's, there are tender spots in us that come from places of woundedness, insecurity, rejection, failure, the things that we all have in different forms. And those are tender spots. And those tender spots are fertile ground for the enemy. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, right. Or if we're not aware, I think maybe that's a better way to say it. If we're not aware something that happens on the outside in our family, as you were saying, in our, those places where we are overwhelmed, when it's just a little bit too much that day, right. And something pushes on that tender spot and we react to the situation that's out there. But if we can sort of call the question or identify what's really going on inside, then we'll have less of that sort of explosiveness. Now I'm talking to myself right now, because I have, when those, when I, when that pushes on my trigger, like when I, you know, when I, when I feel that tender spot being pushed on, stood on, if you will, then I, then I have a tendency to lash out or I have a tendency to get very like self-deprecating, if you will. And it's just, um, it can be a real, it, it can be a cycle that's very hard to get out of. 
Yeah. And the adversary uses those against Absolutely. us, right? I mean, not just the trigger itself, but then the, the self-loathing and all of that, that just spirals down so quickly before we even realize it. Um, so I'm super excited to learn more about these five R's. So tell us the first one. Okay. So step one is to recognize, and I have a scripture with each one. So first Peter five, seven and eight, eight specifically, it talks about be alert and of sober mind because your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, but the first thing that we need to do is just recognize when something's happening to us, like what's going on in our body, you know, what, how does anxiety rising, if you will feel inside us, you know, for me, I can feel my breathing is like more labored, right? I can feel this tension sort of rising. Maybe it's in my body somewhere. My mind is racing. I'm trying to solve problems, you know, ahead of the Lord, if you will, instead of taking them to him, I'm racing forward with them. And so the first thing is just to recognize what is our care, our anxiety that the Lord is asking us to cast on him. Because first Peter five and seven, five, seven and eight go together, be alert and sober. It tells us in five, seven, five, eight, but in five, seven, it says how to be alert and sober. And that is to cast our cares upon the Lord. And so what is the care, you know, what's going on in us and how are we reacting? What does that feel like in us so that we can just recognize when something's happening? Oh yeah. When my triggers are hit, I feel it in my shoulders. Like yeah. immediately yeah. I'm you just know. like mm-hmm. walking around like this. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's yeah. so important to be aware. Yeah. I think the, the, the first step in order to be able to really use the, the agency and the choice that God has given us is to start with choice, to start with really being aware of what's going on so that we can choose. Mm-hmm. Love it. Absolutely. All right. What's number two? Step two is to reveal. And John one five says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And so really what we're asking is what's going on underneath. And this is a hard question to ask ourselves. So when we, so when you feel that I'll pick on you, when we, when you feel that tension in your shoulders to stop and say, I feel this, something's going on. What is it that's going on now? Maybe it's like whatever's going on in our work day. Right. But probably what's going in our work day is pushing on that tender spot. And so can we acknowledge that? Can we reveal this is actually what's bringing the angst, what's bringing the anxiety. Like for me, because I've experienced rejection and abuse and trauma, like a lot of times I feel like I'm not enough right now, right? The enemy, the same, the enemy uses the same lie. Like the enemy's lie is always be afraid. Like that's always like, I think at the core of what he's trying, but the way that he preaches that speaks that to us can be very different. The enemy, like over and over in my life says, remember, you'll never belong anywhere. So if I'm doing something in my work and it feels like maybe it's a rejection, right? Or I got a no in something or, you know, whatever the case may be, instead of handling that, just one, like that situation, it goes much deeper for me all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried about something more globally, but when we can reveal that and say, actually, it's not about this thing that I'm about to react to. It's about this older thing that's tender still in my life. Yeah, exactly. When we can kind of almost put up that mirror and say, what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. Because Satan wants you to focus on that surface layer issue, right? And even though he's working underneath and we don't see it down there, that's why he wants you to focus on that surface layer issue because he doesn't want you to see what's going on underneath. Because he doesn't want the, he doesn't want us to give the Lord the opportunity to unroot it because it's something that, you know, yeah, that keeps us in turmoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Recognize, reveal. What else? Number three is remember. And so that verse is Psalm 145, 13, which says the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. And so 
for me, I think it's so important to remember that the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior, right? How is God going to speak into this? Well, the best way to remember how he's going to speak into this is remember how he's spoken in our lives before, right? Um, I can remember times in devotion time with him, like right in times that I was praise and worship him. And he has spoken to this very thing, this lie that likes to come up in my life all the time. Remember, you'll never belong anywhere. And he has shown me over and over again, how that's not true, how his promises are what is true, how the fact Joshua one, five, I'll never leave you nor forsake you is true. Jeremiah 31, three, I love you with an everlasting love is true. Ephesians two ten, you are my masterpiece is true. Those are true things. And if we can remember in that moment, when we're feeling the tight shoulders, the thing that the email we didn't want to get, we want to send back that nasty email to let them know what we think. No, really, that's about this thing underneath this. You're afraid you're not going to belong anywhere. And I'm, this is mine, right? But we all have our things, whatever. What it, remember, you're never going to belong anywhere. And I can, I can stop and say, oh, that's not true. Because I remember the promises of God. I remember the way he's worked in my life. I remember he's, the way he's worked in the stories of people in the scriptures in their lives. This is who God is. And this is the truth. And so step three is remember. Beautiful. Oh my heavens. I am like almost in tears because it's so powerful, right? When we remember who we are as a daughter of God and we remember who our God is, I mean, there's nothing that we can't do without him, you know, know, with him. And so the thing is, is that God is an unchanging God. And so why would he ever change from, I mean, he can't change he will from not. what he was mm-hmm. and what he promises yeah. in order to be able to serve you. And so that is such a powerful, powerful R that you've just shown with us because it's going to help us to remember who we are and who God is. Yeah. So amazing. Hebrews 13, eight, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Man, if I could quote scriptures like yeah. her, I would, would be super happy. I thought I was good, but wow, I am just no, no. impressed. I love I, it. I'm a hot mess. I got to have this stuff all the time. It's got to be handy. <laughs> You've got them like, like taped yeah. all over your office. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. And you know, God really will give you what you need when you need it. Oh my goodness. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I love it. You're an incredible person. Okay. Well, tell us what is uh, number four. Step four is where it all comes together kind of, or doesn't right. Cause step four is receive the, the fourth R is receive. And uh, the question in that is how is God revealing his presence in this experience right now? John 14, 27 says, peace. I leave with you my peace. I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. And so we know that the Lord offers us an abundance John 15, five, abide with me, John 15, 11, and my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete, right? He offers us an abundance of rest and joy and hope and peace that never fails, that is unshakable, that is incorruptible. And in that moment, when we're feeling the tense shoulders, where we understand that something deep is going on and we remember God's promises, will we humble ourselves enough in that moment to not send the email back or whatever the case may be? Will we humble ourselves for a moment Take a few deep breaths and say, I receive that which you offer me in abundance. I love that in abundance as well. It's so, man, I I remember I had this experience with my husband where we had set a goal for ourselves and I was just feeling like really frustrated that I didn't feel like I was going to actually achieve it. And I was like, why God, why would you put this in my heart if I can't achieve it? Right. And, uh, and I, I told my husband, I was like, you know what, maybe I should just be happy with what I have. And maybe I shouldn't go for this goal. And maybe, you know, maybe God just wants to give me the minimum. 
And he looked at me square in the face and he said, when has God ever given you the minimum? Mm -hmm. He is a God of abundance. Mm -hmm. And so when we seek that, we really do find it. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that this step is receive, right? Like I can give you a candy bar, Mm -hmm. but you have to actually receive it. Yeah. I I mean, I probably force it down your throat if I really wanted to, but but you have to receive that. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. and especially because that's our choice to be able to receive it. So I want to just stop on this one real quick. What are some things that keep us from receiving it? Uh, Pride. I think Mm -hmm. we think we need the answer right now, or we think we know better. You know, I think that's a lot of it for me sometimes, or I just don't, I don't humble myself, which I guess is pride. Also, I don't humble myself. I'm not willing to pause, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, for me, that's the biggest thing. A lot of times when I'm feeling that tense shoulders, anxiety, that, that place. And even though I know myself well enough, I know this is about something deeper, but I don't want it to be because I don't want it to still be about that or whatever. I mean, like, I want this to be over in my life. I don't want the same thing to keep. So I'm just going to deal with this situation in front of me. Right. And the reality is, is I, you know, the Lord is calling me into a place of sanctuary with him. Like I, you don't need to solve this problem right now. You need to come to me with the bigger one. You need to cast your cares on me so that I can keep you alert and sober and not make the kind of mistake that late, that later anybody right later, you're going to have to go back and say, I shouldn't have behaved that way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for your vulnerability. I think it's <laughs> so beautiful to be able to hear, you know, you know, these five R's, you probably live them every single day, but there are still those moments oh my where goodness, you don't yes. want to receive it. Mm-hmm. Right. No, we held our hand. You know, we talk about in like, in uh, the prodigal son story, about the younger son who squanders his inheritance, right? But I think it's so true that the older son squanders his inheritance also because the father is there for him to provide everything he needs. And the older son is, he has an attitude of like bitterness and he holds his hand to that gift. And he says, no, that's not the gift I want. That's not enough, you know? And um, and we do that all the time in our relationship with God where we Mm -hmm. metaphorically hold our hand and say, I don't want your help right now. Um, and he's a gentleman. He does not force it down our throat. As you said, he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God is a gentleman for mm-hmm. sure. That's beautiful. So I just, yeah, I just feel like somebody really needs to understand that message is that it's up to us to receive. And when we do receive, we do feel that abundance. Yeah. So love that step. Okay. Number five, I've been excited for this one. <laughs> Number five is a repeat. <laughs> Lamentations <laughs> 323 says, um, that because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed 22 and 23 for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And, you know, this is the, the question goes along with this is how do I offer grace for myself in this process? Because as you just said, like, I do know this and I do live this. And I will say I've experienced growth in that the time through these steps, if you will, kind of, which happens sort of automatically for me now, I think the time is shorter. Uh, the time to realize I haven't done it is quicker. You know, I think that my relationship is close enough with Jesus that I feel his correction. My heart is tender towards him and I make the same mistakes over and over and over again. You know, I react Mm -hmm. in circumstances. I globalize something that should be small, if you will, or I should, it should just be about this, but I make it about this, you know, kind of thing. And, um, and so repeat this, sometimes it's, especially for those of us who have hard stories and a lot of us have hard stories. It's a matter of lather, rinse, repeat, (laughs) and, um, and, and know that we'll, we'll start again. We'll start again the next day. 
Yeah. And I think that's so important to remember is that regardless of, you know, how many battles we've fought that day with the adversary and how many times we feel like we've lost, Mm -hmm. we can always start again because of Christ's atonement, Yes, because he died for us. And because, you know, we were able to, um, really take on exactly who he is and how he is, and even just in a small portion. And so even if you feel like you failed over and over and over and over again, start again the next day, start again the next minute if you want. Yes, absolutely. You know, and the enemy is, uh, he's very crafty in that a lot of times he changes the circumstance or he doesn't orchestrate circumstances. I don't mean that, but he, he changes the message, I guess, changes the lie just enough that it feels new again. Uh-huh. And so we're going to, you know, it's not, it's not exactly the same thing on repeat. Like it's always about being afraid. And for me, it's always about a version of remember, you'll never belong anywhere. That's a lie, but I tend to believe it. It's a very easy thing for me to believe and fall into, but it doesn't always look exactly the same. And so we are going to fall for it again and again, and then we can, in God's promises, get up again and again. Yeah, exactly. And that's where we gain that fortitude and that strength and that character. And, you know, from the the mess comes our message. And then not only can we become the person that God wants us to become and that we do too, but we're able to even help people through the difficult things we've gone through. Absolutely. Beautiful. Awesome. Oh man, I love these five R's. So recognize, reveal, remember, receive, and repeat. Yes. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. So please remember my sisters that when you are being attacked by the adversary, remember who you are, remember who God is and the amazing strength that you can get from him. That peace that you're looking for and the truth about who you are and who God really is, is going to help you to get through anything. So remember these five R's, uh, we should have, yeah, exactly. Remember one of the five R's, yeah. right? Um, so remember these five R's to be able to really suit up against to the adversary and, and to be able to accomplish those purposes that God has given you because he is calling you to do amazing things. That's why he's given you the business that you have. So love it, love it. Well, Angie, thank you so much. This has been such an incredible uh, episode to be able to be part of here. Now, if people want to know more about you and what you have to offer, please tell us more. Yes, I've given you a link, Elise, right? And I think that'll be in today's show notes. And from that link, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And my website is on there. You can listen to the latest podcast episode, but also there is a download available for you. And it'll say, talk to your triggers, script steps and scriptures. And so if you're interested in remembering these five steps and the scriptures that I've rattled off that go along with them, um, there's a download for you. And that link will take you right to it. Love it. I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. So um, what is one last golden nugget that you feel impressed by the Lord to leave with our audience today? Nothing substitutes for time with him. Nothing. So uh, whatever you have to do, you're busy women. I know that you are, you have businesses and families and all of that. Uh, whatever, whatever it takes to, to schedule time to meet with him and cast your cares on him. It, it, it can't be it will never be in vain. And so make it a priority, give yourself grace when it doesn't happen, but keep at it, keep trying to make that an important priority in your walk with him. 
Amen, sister. Love it, love it. Well, thank you so much, Angie. I really appreciate you being here. And ladies, thanks so much for uh, joining us on this episode. And if you want even more great tips and tricks on how to build your business in the Lord's way, connect with other Christian women entrepreneurs, and even advertise your business on Saturday's comment thread to over 1,500 ladies, come and join our Faithful Ladypreneurs Facebook group. That's Faithful Ladypreneurs. We can't wait to see you then. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Thank you.